Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Putting It Together. My name is Brian O'Sullivan. This is my podcast of creative conversations. This week, I'm having a creative conversation with Colette Dalalchancho, who uh, was on the show, oh, was a couple of years ago, maybe, or, yeah, relatively early days. Um, so it's great to talk to her again uh, during lockdown, remotely. Um, Colette just got herself set up with a home studio, so that, excuse me, that gives us a chance to do the chat. Um, so I spoke to Colette this afternoon, then I went for a little nap, just woke up from a nap. So, you know, that's why a couple of yawns, I'm not, not going to let it worry me. Um, yes, the listless days are, are appearing like clockwork now, actually. It seems to be Monday. Monday, and then a little bit into Tuesday, although today, which is Tuesday when I'm recording this, um, I woke up, had a, had a great sleep, knew I had podcast stuff to do, and suddenly was energised, and so really the listlessness only lasted one day this week, which was positive. Um, so that's good. I hope you're well. How are you? Are you still uh, surviving? I mean, sometimes it's just kind of like do whatever you whatever you need to do to do a day. You know, I suppose that's always the case. This is the thing. It's actually just, it's just the same as being alive. Um, but we do put pressure on ourselves. I'll do this, I'll get all this done and I'll be very creative and wonderful. And um, sometimes you just can't. I don't know. Um, I should point out, and I have done already, but that anything I say about the frustrations of being in lockdown and not being able to work as an artist and all the rest of it um, are said with the complete understanding that the people who are working on the front line and going out and doing the things are obviously having a very challenging time and doing wonderful work. And I hope that we can just take that as read. What I talk about on this show is is specific to people in the arts, really. Um, although everybody's welcome to listen. Um, mostly I talk about my own experience, and that is of being out of work um, as an actor, musician, and trying to fill the days and not, you know, lose it. So that's basically what's happening. Uh, a pal of mine was recently furloughed and he was just telling me about, oh, it's great, it's like free time off work, you know, it's there's there's no downside. And I, as much as I hate to be this guy, I was kind of, without being too, I told you so, I said, well, you know, take it from someone who's on week eight or nine, it does change, it does get harder. Because um, I remember at the beginning going, ah, oh, well, you know, I guess, whatever, just sit about. But it does take its toll um, after a while. And I know, you know, I've got no right to complain, as I've, as I've said. I've got it pretty easy. Um, but it, the toll is more on the mental health, I think. And, you know, and also in a bigger sense, existentially, you do start to sit and question, like, what is what is life all about? Or what is my life all about? You know, if I can't perform and play music and be a storyteller the way I normally am, then what am I for? You know? Bluntly put, what is the point in me? <laughs> And I say that with a bit of humour because I'm not, you know, I'm not having dark thoughts or anything. It's just, it does make you go, right, well, why, what what am I, what's the point in me? It's very strange. Um, but then on the other hand, it makes me grateful. You know, I've got I've got a place to live, which is warm and dry and safe, you know, and I've, I've plenty to eat and I've got no more streaming services and telly shows and books that I can ever get round to, you know. It's funny though, it's like, when you when you don't have one of the streaming services, it feels like all the best TV shows and movies are behind that particular paywall. You know, subscribe and you'll... As long as you subscribe to this, then you're all set. And of course you do, and then you find yourself just scrolling aimlessly. You never can decide what to watch. It's The grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, you know? 
I'm sure, you know, many of us people who are out of work wish we could be out there, join the workforce, do stuff. And then I'm sure there's people that are working every day in, in dangerous conditions and, you know, holding things together that really would love to sit around and watch telly. So I suppose we do. We look to the other side, don't we? So we should be grateful for what we've got. Um, and then, you know, I've noticed being home alone has made me realise how much stuff I do for the benefit of other people or how much of what I do in the house, you know, like domestically, is because it's just for me, you know. The place has stayed pretty pretty clean, pretty tidy throughout the lockdown. If anything, I've probably cleaned a bit more in some places. Um, there's there's plumped cushions, there's a, me- a, a made bed. And it's just interesting to see how much of this stuff I'm willing to stick to <laughs> when I know beyond doubt it's only me that's going to see it. Um, that's been an interesting wee observation. And I'm sure, you know, if you don't live on your own, you've got plenty of plenty of challenges. Perhaps if you live with other people, you think of this living alone as some artistic utopia. You know, if if only you had the space and time like I've got, then you would get your novel started and you would pl- practice music all day and you'd be doing arts and crafts and cooking big feasts. And, you know, I can only speak for myself, but the truth for me is, is different to that. It's, it, sitting, it involves sitting about, you know. A lot of staring into space and plenty of, plenty of the kind of thoughts of, right, we'll see next week, then, (laughs) I'm a terrible one for that, for then, see next week, I'm going to get really stuck in, you know. Anyway, um, still reading, still reading, not quite as much as I'd like, but I'm reading. I just finished Tom Rachman's book, The Rise and Fall of Great Powers. I think I've mentioned Rachman before, actually, I was was led to it because I, I enjoyed his book, The Italian Teacher so much. I talked about finding that up at the caravan when I was there. And I was sort of pushing myself to get it finished. Not because I wasn't enjoying it, but it wasn't like a pick-me-up book that much. Um, I think I was about halfway through and I started to think, oh, it'd be nice to be reading something else. Again, the grass is always greener, you know. <laughs> um, so now that I've stopped, I'm kind of on the search for the next book and I've started a little bit of one and a little bit of the other and I'm trying to pick you know, and hope that one of them kind of sucks me in. So if you've got any recommendations, um, what are you reading um, that's exciting you, then please tell me. I like, I tend to like contemporary American fiction. That's sort of my, sort of my bag. Anyway, that'll be, that'll be tonight. Um, Figure out what else to read and uh, bring you this episode. And I'm so glad to bring you. It was, it was great to chat to Colette. She's in London and they have nice weather, which I had to talk about because I'm annoyed that we don't anymore. And uh, she's doing loads of great stuff, or at least she's, you know, she was and she will be again. So she talks at great length about that, about the work that she's been doing recently and her solo work and just have a laugh. We're good pals, so I do kind of like to slag her off a wee bit. So that was joyous for me and I hope for her too. She seemed to laugh a lot, so I can only assume she was enjoying herself. So I will bring you that interview right now. She's here, it's it's Colette Dalal Chancho, she's with me, and we are putting it together. But you're in London, you have nice weather today. So good, um, hey, I mean, I must love you because I'm in here recording mm. this. Well, I'm going to take that as a massive compliment. It is. Has it been consistently good, though? Consistently today, yeah. Consistently today? <laughs> yeah, because the sun... <laughs> no, because it's been like the... Um, there's been a few days where the sun's been coming and going. 
mm-hmm. um, throughout the day. But today it's like the sun is at its highest point and you can just feel it. It's coming from on top of uh, uh, on top of your head. And it's just like, you know, all Amazing. the nice shadows on your face. I just know it's summer, even though it's not summer yet. But like, I know that we're in for warmer days when that happens. When the position <sighs> so of the jealous. sun is like super high up. We had about, I guess we had about a week or two of quite good, but now it's just gone to hell again. Back to the, the greyness of Glasgow. You know it. How do you do it? I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't have much choice at this point. Oh, I feel a flatmate situation going on. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> what, what, me in London with you? Yeah, that would be awesome. Mate, you know I would drive you crazy. You know that very well. You don't actually drive me crazy. Oh, you just pretend? No, it's just like I know that you're teasing me. And so yeah. it's like, and then it gets on my nerves because I know you're trying to. It's so fun, though. You're so easy to wind up. Mm. You're not the <laughs> only person who've said that, so I'm really annoyed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's a sore point for me. Is it really? Do you not like it? Yeah, that I'm the youngest in my family. Imagine. Right, right. Get made fun of a lot. Well, I keep saying that. I have a younger brother now. I'm just, yeah bitter at his arrival <laughs> what he's new <laughs> yeah i mean he's wow. not new new but he was so many years later than he arrived and i was like i thought i was the baby <laughs> all right so you're still not over that no i still call oh, myself okay. the youngest <laughs> right so just complete denial there <laughs> i know i need to get over so it. you you were in the middle of work when this all kicked off weren't you yeah i was in it in uh, italy rome Oh boy, what a shame. What? How far off finishing were you? Uh, we were just about near enough halfway through. Right. And do you know what's happening with that? I don't know anything just yet. Right. Um, I'm hoping they pick back up because I can't imagine them like losing all of that, you know, all of which we filmed already. Mm-hmm. So. What show is it you're on? Domina. Don't I don't know. know why I paused there. I thought there was a, a delay. I was like, oh no, we have to reconnect. I asked myself about a billion questions. <laughs> Should I tell him? Is he worthy? Should I say? <laughs> Domino. By the way, are you allowed to swear on this? Yeah, but you're not. Why? Because <laughs> I said you, right? It's my house. No, one, one, is, one may swear. If one okay. Why? I'm worried about sounding like an asshole on this. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> because I mean... I'm talking to you. <laughs> Shut up! Don't blame me for it. <laughs> but you know how we are when we're together. We're speaking to each other. It's just like I'm not yeah, sure the world should hear descend. this. No. We'll try and keep it kind of semi-professional. Yes, semi-professional. But if I want to get a rise out of you, I'll just sort of sing at you, or you know, go screw yourself. Do- <laughs> Do my impression of you. I won't, I won't even do Go that. on, do the impression then. Let the okay. world hear this. <laughs> Hello, my name is Colette Dalal Chancho. And don't you talk to me like you've forgotten who's in charge. I know who would love that. Who? <laughs> who do you think? Uh, probably Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably laughing harder than I am. <laughs> yeah, you love it though. I don't. I still don't get the joke. I have no idea why you say that. There is no joke. I just thought, wouldn't it be great if you said that? Don't you talk know? to me like you've forgotten who's in charge. I can imagine. Do you have that line in Domino? You should. 
Oh my god. I'm going to stop calling you or doing stuff like this. <laughs> well, let me just get my get my interview and you can be out of my life forever. <laughs> this is a lot different to when we first did one. Yeah, yeah. We did that in the dressing room at the Lyceum. Yeah, and then it, you didn't end up... What happened to it? Something happened to the recording and we had to do it again. Did we? Yeah. Oh, the next day. It was a really good one and then we just didn't we get just it. just repeated the whole thing. I <sighs> forgot about that, actually. The magic wasn't the same. My heart broke. Well, look, if you're going to be that attached, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> so it's how you speak to all, your, all the women you know. <laughs> Not all the guests on the show, no. It's a particular thing. Um, so before you were doing that, you were doing The Witcher as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is a unique thing of, of being a video game before it's a TV show. That's quite yeah. unique, isn't it? Or does well, that before that, it was a it was a um, a novel, a, a trilogy, I think. Oh, no, right, not okay. a trilogy. There was more than a few books. You're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> I should no, know more. I'll that in. It's fun. Well, you didn't read all the books. No, I it. didn't. Are you oh, kidding me? It's too much. Hello, I'm like you know. No, I I'm dyslexic. With that. That's pushing it. Okay, so that's your excuse. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but I have all the audibles waiting for me. Oh, that's okay. That's if you yeah. have the audios, that's okay. Yeah. What do you mean waiting for you? You mean you've done, you've shot the series and now you're going to listen to the audiobooks? Yeah, because, you know, when the job's coming, you get really like, you're like, I'm going to read all the books. I'm going to like, you know, write down my backstory and da 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 exactly. And saying. then you do the job and you're not through the books and you go, well, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come, I'll look at it later on, yeah. <laughs> I think if you're doing, you know, a more... Um, like a, a leading role then of course but when you're a little part of the big you know mm -hmm. thing then you could probably get away with that but you just gotta remember what to say and not fall over <laughs> exactly which yeah. <laughs> i mean i fell over so many times my knees got so swollen really um yeah yeah you yeah. had a lot of fighting and things no yeah yeah um and it actually, it's really frustrating because you don't see a lot of it. Um, you see, like, how do I say in English, like the like the punctuations, right? But uh, of course, it's focused on Henry and Anya, um, and so <laughs> we had the, we learned this whole sequence, and I was so proud of myself. I got to like jump off a rock and back into the fight and mm -hmm. you know learn all these sword tricks and and then <laughs> you don't see very much of yeah, it it all gets cut <laughs> but um you know it's training it's training for more things to come and to be honest i mean vlad who was uh, the choreographer um the fight choreographer i think that he <laughs> I mean, the stuntmen were, were super, you know, they were so good. And I think mm. that um, our lines would have been clear, cleaner with enough time. Um, so maybe maybe it was, it was also worth like giving the essence of these warriors, yeah. but um, maybe not focusing too much on the technique. Um, so they used yeah. the, stunt, the, the stunt people more than you thought they might? Yeah, I mean, the stunt people were amazing and they were getting beat up by Henry and Anya. So they were in those shots. And there was another 
a stuntman who got lit on fire. Like you don't want to lose that, you know. <laughs> you don't want to have to be that guy if you can avoid exactly. it. Exactly. And you get the essence. We're badass and we are. <laughs> yeah, just do the face. Just do the badass face and let other people get yeah. set on fire. It's always bad. <laughs> That's my kind of credo. You know? Uh so, you know, it was it was all good. I mean, there's nothing to complain about because the scale of which it was was fantastic i learned yeah. so much on that show like because it was enough to be able to observe all of the lead characters but also be involved in the action yeah and uh, be an important part of the the action so just seeing how henry and anya were conducting themselves and joey um you know, just being like part of the team and being welcoming. There's so much on set that people, you know, all of us learn as we go along. Uh, mm. But we, I don't really hear people talk about it that much or maybe the people that I surround myself with. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're they're fantastic. They were They were fantastic. I mean, I hear horror stories, but they were fantastic. And I'm so grateful that that was my first experience of like mm. uh, production of that scale when you say horror stories do you mean just about in general or about that particular company or show or like you know everyone hears about you know divas on set and oh, you yeah, just in or general, yeah. directors that are just total assholes and breaking everyone down and yeah. or dops or you know uh, being complete assholes or you know what i mean like just yeah. just you every every person in each position you know has a horror story um and so on this set um i have to say the people that i was exposed to the most um were absolutely lovely maybe there was like a few people that were crazy but for the most part the good outweighed the bad big time that's great where did you shoot that um the canary islands and budapest oh Lovely. Which mm-hmm. island of the Canaries? Uh, <laughs> don't embarrass me and my geography. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, like, how I many? Mean, hold on, one second. I should know this. I'm not sure how many there are, but I know the the, the ones that I know. You know, Lanzarote, Tenerife, Gran Canaria. Gran Canaria. That's it. Right. The main mm-hmm. one. The main one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They have a big drag scene there. Would you believe? Um, Brian, how do you know this information? That's a very accusatory tone. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I'm just interested how you came upon the information. I don't. I went there on holiday as a teen, and I enjoyed the drag show at La Belle in the Yumbo Centre many evenings. Really? Much lip syncing was done. Yes, absolutely. Wow. One of my first uh, experiences of being horrifically drunk was when I was there, about 14 years old. Oh, that's a great place to be horrifically drunk. Really. I didn't go to the drag show though. Why didn't you go to the drag show? Well, because I was too drunk. I mean, not on that particular oh, night. Right, okay. this, but we were there more than once because like, we were staying in some apartments that were right across the road and we used to just wander down, me and my parents, to the drag show every evening. Oh, your parents went as well. Yeah, I didn't go on my own. I was 14. Oh, yes, 14. I'm forgetting your age. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's a bit of a detour. But yeah, um, did you experience any of the drag shows when you were there? <laughs> I wish I did. I really wish I did. 
but I didn't. We were we were working quite a bit, and yeah, I, I got so. to sit by the pool like one afternoon. Other than that, we were just pumping iron, yeah. and and getting ready. We took that oh. really seriously, and I'm glad we did. But like, I gained so much uh, mass on that show. I was I much skinnier before then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Were you like eating loads and doing loads of like physical workout and stuff? Yeah, and it's just the it it, it wasn't like I it wasn't. Mm, oops, I just hit my microphone. Oh, it's fine. We're all friends. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're not, I'm not cutting that too, too quick. Um, yeah, it just happened naturally. Like I just thought, you know, I'm going to go to the gym uh, more. And yeah. then my appetite grew. So I was putting in more. And and so it just carried on. And, and Adele and I were constantly together. So, um, yeah, it was playful. It was mm. uh, less uh, intentional than you'd think. I think it's nice when that happens with a job, though, where you don't think, right, I'm going to do all these strange things that I don't normally do, where you just find yourself, because of the rhythm of it, doing that stuff, and then you're suddenly yeah. in the middle of it. I like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But I did, like, I had my... My accent always drops when I speak to you. It's so interesting. Drops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I speak to you like I'm speaking to someone back home, and, like... <laughs> I thought you meant drops, but like to a lower level because I'm a lower being. <laughs> I took that personally. Maybe that was you said that, it. not me. <laughs> <laughs> what? So you? What do you mean drops? As in, like, uh, like I have my my Westernized accent, mm -hmm. and then I have my Kuwaiti accent. <laughs> Are you talking to me in your Kuwaiti accent? Sometimes, yeah. I realize it just like goes somewhere, and I'm like, whoa, Ooh. what's happened? But yeah. Not that it's not that it sticks out like it's very subtle. Maybe to me it's it's subtle, but like I have this way of hearing myself and realizing it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, like I recognize. I'm like, wait a second, wait. I think I sound different depending on who the guest is on this show. Like, really, I talk slightly differently enough. I kind of don't like that. How do it. how how do you how does it change the way you speak? Mm. Well, if if I speak to someone who's from the west of Scotland then I'll definitely speak differently like more like I would have done at school just a bit more a bit more slang maybe a bit more rough around the edges give us a sample <laughs> don't be shy with it <laughs> I just said to you I don't know and if if someone else from Glasgow's here I'd be like I don't know do you know what I mean oh, just yeah, like yeah, simple yeah. little things like that and yeah. I would probably say man a bit more or like I fucking I <laughs> you know man a bit more like yeah, like, uh, no, man, absolutely, mate. Or mate, oh, yeah. Yeah. But then I call you mate. That's uh, just to try and just keep you sweet. I don't want you to get upset. What? <laughs> See, uh, that's what I love. I love <laughs> saying something that you don't expect and then watching you go like, wait, what? <laughs> that's, I get joy out of that. What? <laughs> I beg your pardon? I don't sound like that. I and I can't wait like for the comparison between my voice and your voice when this comes out. Yeah, because all the geeks are going to be making remixes. All my thousands of fans. <laughs> You're like, did you hear that little bit of the episode? It's time code 42 minutes yet. <laughs> hey, I love your episodes. Do you? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know what to say to you now. You've you never run out of things to say to me. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, but things that would be useful or, you know, productive. Oh my goodness, Brian. What? Do you know the other day um, when I fell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you wait a minute? Just let's backtrack. I think you need to describe that for anyone listening <laughs> what happened because until now I'd forgotten about it. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were on we were on Zoom, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And just having a chat and I was in the kitchen making some food and we were talking about um what were we talking about the river dance oh, yeah. and i was like oh my god that's my childhood and, da, da, da. and for some reason i felt like really compelled to show you how much of my childhood it was <laughs> and i wanted to show you one of the moves we're both <laughs> going his... <laughs> me jumping around my my kitchen with a knife yeah. in my hand don't do that no. anyway so i do put the knife down to do one of his famous kicks and it was like a forward flutter kick did you put the knife down i thought you were holding it i did put the knife down but I put it on the other end of the chopping board, which oh. was half off the, 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 the counter. Oh, my God. So I went to go show you, but I wanted to, you know, really elevate because my, yeah. my, my, my camera was higher up. Mm-hmm. And, so, <laughs> and so I held on to the chair and I put my hand on the chopping board, the okay. part that wasn't on, on, on the counter. Of course. And yes. I pushed and I went straight down. Brian, I was so up. confused why I went down and not. <laughs> <laughs> I was aiming for up. Why have I gone down? I was just laughing. I just disappeared. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was so mortified, like for a second. And then I remembered it was the you. Knife. I know because so I, that's I looked... why I thought you hadn't put it down. I was like, oh, you, you right, weren't dancing no, with that knife, as far as I was concerned. No, I I picked it up. I saw it fly next to me and oh, land on the floor. God. You were lucky. You could have been hurt. I know. I did imagine the other day. I was like, what if that knife went straight into my thigh? Or I. No, it didn't. Uh, it wasn't that high enough. Well, it didn't go in your thigh either. So we can imagine whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hypothetical. So are you a creative? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what would Peter Brook do? <laughs> Oh boy. But you what do your own you? solo work as well. Yeah, yeah, dreamer. Tell me a bit about that, how that goes and what, what you present <sighs> in it. Gosh, you know, this is going to sound really <laughs> assholey again because I'm talking to you. But I've said this so many times. I'm so tired of explaining. <laughs> <laughs> Just say the exact, the thing that you always trot out. Well, it's a, it's a combination of different things, the two approaches. <laughs> It's a story about the... Uh, no, I shouldn't say it like that. It's serious. Um, okay, be sick. Come on. Well, it's a, it's my solo show um, about the joyful and traumatic stories of black women in Arabia. Right. And their, their emancipation, not only mentally, but, you know, socioeconomically. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, I can say that if that is a word. And um, you were brought up in Kuwait. Yeah. Yeah, from, yeah. From birth or? Yeah, I was born and raised and my mother's Kuwaiti. Right, but your dad's Cameroonian. Yeah. Right, that's right. But you didn't actually spend any time in your in your childhood living there. In Cameroon, no. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Right. Uh, we visited um, 
and had a, a ceremonial sacrifice at the hut of my ancestors. Brian, it sh- sounds like a joke, but it's not. No, I'm with Before you. you start laughing. I believe you. I think <laughs> we, we probably talked about it before, but yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so we did all of the necessary things. Um, fun- funnily enough, um, a lot of it I get to incorporate in my work because my dad <clears throat> used to take photos um, and he captured a lot of it when we went back Um I now wonder why he took so many, but I like to think that he knew that they were useful for us, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. So your dad's a, he's, he's a, a leader of a tribe, isn't he? A sort of, what's the He's word? more like the head of the family. Right. Um, I think that they probably romanticized that, again, a little bit more for us. Embellished is the word. Oh, okay. uh, it More for us. But the more the, I'm growing up and I'm learning and I guess I'm getting in, in um, I'm getting included in a lot of adult conversations mm-hmm. with um, my aunt, who is um, quite far up in the tribe as well. I think that she or, or should I say the family, um, she makes a lot of the executive decisions. She's a very strong personality, a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh yeah, there's there's um, my uncle who's also head of his, shall we say, branch yeah. of family. And there's a huge respect. Why it presents as a chief in some ways is that there's a huge respect from the whole of the family towards this particular man. Yeah, yeah. They make all of the family uh, decisions. Um, and my father was the first son um of his father who had four wives and as you can imagine many children Mm. um my father left uh his village when he was 16 uh 15 16 and he got a scholarship after winning uh a bodybuilding competition he won mr cameroon and really? yeah, cool. he got a scholarship to go to Lebanon, I believe. Um, and then from there, he got into uh, karate, Shotokan karate, judo, mm-hmm. was training in China for a bit. Uh, I think, wow. well, I say a bit, five years. Um, and then he came back and he set up uh, uh, like a martial arts uh, karate, uh, karate center mm-hmm. and a federation. And then he moved to Kuwait to become a bodyguard uh, and like personal bodyguard and masseuse. Mm, masseuse? Yes, masseuse. Um, <laughs> Are you checking the word? For, that you're using yeah, the I'm right checking word. my wording because, um, yeah, I'll explain. I'll explain in a bit. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't want to lose track of this. <laughs> I did so well. <laughs> doing so well um he became a bodyguard and masseuse for a sheikh oh. and in his free time he was allowed to do whatever he wanted to do so again he set up uh uh like a federation a center and all of that he was one of the founding members of uh yeah the karate federation in kuwait wow what yeah. a life that's amazing yeah 
but he picked up a lot of hobbies along along the way that kind of follow suit with his interests anyway. So mm. he was very much into photography because he liked the human figure. And mm. I think he wanted a lot of memories of home as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and Africa and like wildlife photography and... I, I don't know how to explain, but when I see it, like when I when I when I discover some of the things that interested him, I'm like, yeah, that's so him. You know, that had right. to do with nutrition, massaging, how to condition the muscles. You know, like it's all it's all one in the same circle. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, wow, he sounds like an amazing chap. Oh my goodness, you have no idea. He was he was. I mean, I'm I'm his daughter. I'm biased, aren't I? <laughs> Would be, yeah. But I, I get told by strangers all the time, all the time. Like, sometimes I get stopped at checkpoints in Kuwait, and they look at my ID, and they're like, Chancho? Is Sensei Chancho your, you know? No way. Your father? And I'm like, yeah, you know? Wow. Um, and the then only they, place I get that is an Irish dancing competition. They say, are you Seamus's <laughs> son? Really? Your dad playing the accordion for me when I was dancing when I was twelve. So you know, you know exactly the. Feeling. I know the. Fi- I understand entirely. Like that proudness when you're like, yeah, he's the head mm. of a a family of Irish dancers. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met your dad. Oh, you've got to meet my dad. If you think I slag you off, my dad would go to town. He's he's. Why would he slag me off? He doesn't know me. No, but as soon as we get a sniff of the possibility of it going down well, we will do it. <laughs> I think like, you, you, your dad and I would be mates. Really, I think good you mates. would give as good as you get. Yeah, I think it would be wonderful. Aww. He's been out playing his accordion on the street every Thursday night when everyone's clapping for the key workers. I've got to say, your dad sounds amazing. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand how I don't know him. You basically do because I am hu- humorous and music-wise, I am him. So. <laughs> Do you know what? I can't wait to see his face and see if it's... <laughs> Shall I say this? <laughs> I'm about to say it. Go on. Unexpressionless. <laughs> Are you saying that my face is unexpressionless? How do you? <laughs> no, it's because you can't tell if I'm joking. Brian, you look the same whatever you say. And anyone who knows you... <laughs> <laughs> Unless you crack a smile. Yes, yes. But when I'm acting, it's a different story. Yeah, of course. I know, but I mean, when in person, I think you find it funny that I think you secretly find it funny that people can't tell what you're (laughs) if you're serious or not. (laughs) Then you crack a smile and you just feel like smacking you on the face. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. My dad's very like that. Like I still don't know if he's joking sometimes, and I've known him all my life. Yeah, occasionally, and then I'll be like, "Oh, shut up!" and he just laughs. (laughs) Like he can still get me. Oh boy. What's your mom like? My mom is um, uh, definitely a softer character than my dad. She's more of an introvert. She's quite a, a spiritually in touch person and quite likes her own company, quite quiet, but um, very emotionally available. That's nice to have, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. And my dad and I would would communicate more through music, you know. Like, we would sit and play music together for hours. Quite happy. For hours? Yeah, like, when I go to their house, we just sit and play music. Um, but we can also work together, so we would play music together for 10, 12 hours at a stretch. 
if we're working. Really? Yeah, but me and mum would just talk, talk for hours, you know. You have both of those different sides, don't you? That's what's fun. Okay, I've got so many questions, so... No, don't. <laughs> this is my podcast. I'm asking you the questions. <laughs> what? Well, you can ask one more question. So, can I bring up the topic of mental health? If you want, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm a school kid, and I'll get in trouble if I say <laughs> something you don't want me to say. Well, I can. I, I should preface this by saying I can only speak for myself in terms of mental health. I wouldn't be able to answer about anybody else. I'm okay. So I'm just I'm just wondering. Do you talk to your mom about it? Do I talk to mom about mental health? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's nice. I think it would be, I think the way mine is, I think it would be hard to have any kind of proper relationship with anyone if they didn't know. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. There's yeah, no, there's I know exactly that, what you mean. I don't have many people that know me on any real level that don't have an awareness about that because I don't see how you would function if you didn't talk about that stuff. I kind of mean that for everybody though. Like if you weren't able to tell your friends or your close people about how you felt on any given day, because that's basically mental health, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I, I mean, on uh, like in terms of my mental health, um, I think that I would imagine a lot of people in my life would be shocked to hear that I suffer from depression and anxiety. Sometimes really? that's debilitating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I still make excuses. Um, uh, like work-wise, I find my way to communicate that I something's going on, and mm. it's private. But I don't say like I don't feel like it's professional, which is ridiculous. Professional to say I'm having a really bad anxiety day. Yeah, I think, but I think that's really common because I do yeah. that too. I think. There's only a professionally, like, there's only a few, a few people, a handful of people who officially know that stuff. They might know it personally out with that context. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So for the most part, I would either cover up and try and carry on or there would be some sort of slight, I'd be circumventing it. I'd be saying something to cover it. So I just don't feel great. You know what I mean? Be vague. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, know I think that's mean. that's that's pretty normal though, and I think it'll get better. It's getting better already, being able to speak about that stuff. Yeah, it is. It's just um, figuring that out for yourself as well. Like when you're, I always challenge myself to be more honest about mm -hmm. it, and I like with work, especially with work, and. Um, and I try to find a way that I, that doesn't sound like my, my dog's lost and I can't yeah, attend this meeting. Is just too much for me right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard, you know isn't it? Because you don't want to, you don't want to sound like that, that person that people maybe have in their head. And so. you don't want to be the boy who cried wolf, you know, when your dog's actually lost. That <laughs> I, yeah. You know what? I think about that all the time. I'm like, don't make an excuse that isn't real because when it actually happens... <laughs> Yeah, but that would be... You're going to be like, damn, I've already used that one. <laughs> I think about that with the mental health stuff. It's not that I would be lying, but I think, do I really want to use what's probably my one card, my one mental health card on this time? Because I assume <laughs> exactly. that you can only have one real meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Only one. Because then no one's going to believe you if you have another one. They're going to be like, you were just in a meltdown two weeks ago. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> but I feel like you can only really say it once and everyone goes panic stations. So I'm, I'm holding off on that one <laughs> till I really need to, to use it. <laughs> well, you, you're allowed to melt down a job. Per job, yeah. But that's the per thing. Job. I might have two or three and I'm only prepared to announce one. <laughs> So if it's in the first week, I'm like, nah, you know, I can get, I'll, I'll find a way around this. I'll save it for the tech. <laughs> save it for the tech. Oh my God. Techs are so stressful. Oh man. People but then there's a joy. Nice. I don't know. There's a joy in that. I think the long hours do something to me. You know, when you get kind of delirious with it, you're all in it together. And that's something yeah. about it. Don't you love when it's like, when you're seeing the show come together though? Oh. And everything's moving really fast and like you're kind of having a sort of semi, maybe this is just me, an outer body experience where you can watch yourself and everyone doing, performing at their optimum level to make this happen. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty unique moment, isn't it? It's magic. Yeah. And then for me, I always look forward to a tech for that reason. And then after about an hour of it, the first morning, I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's lunch <laughs> <laughs> and it comes back you know when it starts to really come together but then for those first few days it's just like oh god why did i look forward to this this is torture <laughs> yeah you know i never used to oh god my add i'd forgotten forgotten what i was saying oh well um would you like to say something else you can say anything you want i really want to remember this thought though <laughs> i think you said i've never or i don't always or something uh, I don't know. I don't Tune know. in next okay. week, folks. So we'll have just this, another riveting <laughs> Brian! creative conversation. <laughs> it's all good. It's okay because I think when people make their second appearance on the show, everything's just a bit more chill. It's all good. Yeah, I'm worried that this is too chill, though. Nah, it's all good. It's good. People like this, and Perfecto. I think this is what I would. This is what I would want to hear. That's how I do. The, that's my benchmark. Ryan, you know, something happens to you when we do these podcasts. You, you're like incredibly sweet. Ah, we need to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah, because I have to have some sort of structure and, and keep things moving. Whereas if we're just talking on the phone, I can just be sidetracked by slagging you for as long as I want. Do you see this? I, I like, I'm so, you know, I've always wanted people to witness your treatment of me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just so glad that it was your idea to record this. <laughs> Master plan complete. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I walked into this one, didn't I? You now did. You know the truth. You do, do. <laughs> So you're, uh, how is your, your lockdown going? How are you coping with it? I'm actually okay. Um, like some days are better than others. Um, mm. I think for me, a lot of my anxiety had to do with my the amount I felt my day needed of me. Um, mm -hmm. Whether it was dropping everything and you know working really hard on an audition or a self-tape, or running to go for this meeting. And I, I'm sorry, I sound like I'm complaining about something that is fantastic. I'm getting work. <laughs> yeah. But um, there is a, 
I think a slightly unhealthy ha habit or like a, a need to to keep running because you're like you're you're getting momentum yeah, of and course, yeah. and you don't want to stop but you know you still have to live alongside that you know is what i've what i've been relearning yeah rediscovering that it's great but you need i i i need to recharge and i wasn't recharging so this 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 uh pandemic has stopped everything that you know on a, on a not everything but a lot of it yeah. um that feeling of like my 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 day needs me to do da 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 da, da, da you know mm -hmm. yeah. and most days i would sit you know feeling very deflated or that i failed at not doing every single task but it's always impossible to do everything and i and it works that i just pick up what i haven't finished yeah anyway um so that feeling that pressure um has been relieved but that's beautiful yeah i mean it's beautiful but i do also sometimes get you know a little bit of like i remind myself what's happening on the other side and and of things and and that it's not a holiday well that's it the reality is the our experience is one thing but the actual global reality is quite another yeah i heard someone say once i can't remember who it was but that we sort of wake up in the morning and the first thought for a lot of us is, oh, I've got so much to do. There isn't yeah. enough time. And then the the last thought we have before we fall asleep is, oh, I ran out of time. I didn't get enough done. Yeah. And that's almost consistent or it is consistent. Can I say it's something that I developed when I came to the UK? <laughs> I can believe it. I just that I I remember when I first arrived and people were saying like my my peers um we're saying, oh, I feel so guilty. I didn't get this. I haven't done anything with my day. Mm. And I was like, well, you need to come to Kuwait and learn the the, the, <laughs> the way that we live life. And yeah, and not to say, I mean, there's more people that are more, there's some people that are more productive than others, but oh, it was just, we embrace like... It just and somehow you find time you find mm -hmm. time and time for a siesta and time for really having a nice lunch like you know you talk you eat you have you know sweets you have and mm -hmm. then you carry on you know like you suck out all the the pleasure yeah and over here, it's like I I remember I like I didn't I've learned to I've relearned to cook during this because I was constantly eating on the go. Oh, yeah, that's very symptomatic of I think our business as well. You just grab oh, quick. I've got to go on. Don't have long. It's terrible, though, because I remember when when I first like I moved to London and I was like, oh, my God, I'm finally an actor and. And I was like popping into Pret like it was my backyard. And <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is the life fast, fast, fast. But then when it became normalized instead of something exciting, you know, yeah, um, I didn't want to do it anymore. 
Because there's a buzz about the running, the being on the move, and to to stop or to slow down would be to kind of dilute that buzz. I think we worry that if we stop, yeah, we we'll lose that kind of that vibrancy that we've picked up with the momentum. Hmm. But there's more to life, isn't there? As we're learning. Yeah. What have you? What have you? Um, I know it's your podcast, but I'm just interested in <laughs> what your favorite dishes have been to eat. Oh, dishes. Um. Well, I have been cooking a little bit more, well, a fair bit more, but there's still a lot of like stuff that's ready, prepared, or you know, mm-hmm. piecing things together. Um, in terms of uh, salad, I have actually discovered the simple joy of the iceberg wedge, which is a big feature in America and in steakhouses. Iceberg. So just... First of all, you said salad like it was a foreign thing. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. In terms of. Salad. Oh, job. <laughs> no, I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to that part of the plate first, to the kind of vegetables thing, all right? Because that'll probably please you, knowing you. Ugh. What do you mean, knowing me? You made me sound like a like a salad queen or something. Oh, I kind of am, but yeah, you see. So what I do is I get an, an iceberg lettuce and I cut it into, cut a third of it off, and then I just put it on the side of the plate and a little bit of dressing, like ranch or Caesar. oh i know what you're talking about and it's just a lovely crunchy little addition to any meal and i've been making um salt salted garlic chicken which i like frying things i like i think things taste so much better when they're fried yeah so i fry chicken i make my own um sort of chips slash wedges um Wedges come with a lot of meals, actually, <laughs> to be honest. I made some soup one time. Great. I keep meaning to do it again. Made my own soup. Mm-hmm. Um, put too much stock in it, so it was a bit mad. <laughs> I should have added water, but just ate it anyway. Um, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm no great. I like steamed vegetables as well. I love a bit of steamed broccoli. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes if I eat something that's kind of packaged, I'll add some steamed veg on the side just to sort of to tick off out. a box. Yeah, and so yeah. last night I had a little frozen macaroni cheese. I found one that's really amazing, but then I also just had a big pile of steamed carrots on a separate plate. I was like, that'll kind of, you know, it's not so bad <laughs> if you have mm-hmm. that. <laughs> you add the carrots. Mm. What are you making tonight? Are you making something tonight? Um, yes. I am. So I'm making a shrimp Thai, red Thai curry. Ooh, that's Thai good. red curry, which from whatever order. Um, do you have a, a paste or uh, do you add a lot of dried spices or what? Um, I use a I use a paste, um, but I, I don't particularly know what I'm going to do this time. Just see what happens. Just see what happens. Sweet. That sounds good. With rice? Yeah, always with rice. I'm I love rice. <laughs> what kind of rice do you have? Uh, basmati. Oh yeah, I've got into these ones that are in the bag, and you put them in the microwave. It's terrible. Oh my goodness! So easy. It's just too easy. But it's so easy to make rice. No, but it's even easier to make a bag. Oh my goodness! Think I'm about the packaging. Lazy. Oh, think about the time saved. <laughs> All the more time to stare into space and go, why am I alive? (laughs) (laughs) These are the important things. Oh, my goodness. Well, all your talk of um, having a slow life and siestas and eating sweets has really put me in the mood to eat some sweets and go and have a sleep. 
Which oh is yes, something I that forgot. I'm always I forgot. looking for an excuse to do that in the afternoon anyway. So I love that. It's too I'm hot though. That. Oh, not here. Not a problem. Oh yes, I'll of have course. a hot water bottle at my feet and the electric blanket on when I go into bed now. Will you ever move to to London, Brian? Uh, I would move for a job, but not without. I'm just so I so selfishly want you to move here. <laughs> Why don't you move to Glasgow where it's where it's all happening? Where it's all happening. Okay, the take weather. it easy. Oh, the weather. Okay, all right. No, I love I love Glaswegians and I love We're very Glasgow. proud people, and we won't have you disparaging us in this way. Hey, stop phrasing it like that. I love Glasgow. I had such a good time when I was working at NTS. I like, I just loved it, and it was super sunny then. Uh, yeah, well, occasionally. I mean, about once a year we get a, f- a few weeks. Yeah. Well, I was I was there during those those weeks, and I had such a good time. Oh, it's great when it's nice weather, but we get a lot of grey. That's the thing. That's the only thing. But I I was also living on this road where you it's like the best pizza in town. Oh yeah, Paisano. Yes. So I Amazing. was just off of there, like oh, literally. Oh, you were on Otago Street. Yes. Yeah. And I was just I I just I yeah I was loving food when I was in Glasgow, and that was a pleasant surprise. Um, just because when you say uh, when you well, I didn't know what Glaswegian food was, but there was just an ar- ar- an array, an array of of mm. selection. Oh, there's loads, and that pizza yeah. is just so good. Yeah, I love it. Now I want that. Okay, well, I'm going to get to my nap before I start ordering pizzas on a whim. On a whim. <laughs> on a whim. Thanks for talking to me again. No problem. Informal, you know. Informal. Chill. We'll do it yeah, again sometime, chill. maybe. Are you going to say something nice before we go? Yes. <laughs> Love sought is good, but given unsought, better. Oh my goodness me. <laughs> no, let me try and I'll quote Orsino. Um, no, that's all right, Brian. I was <laughs> thinking more on along the lines like, you know, miss you, buddy. Uh, I do. I miss you. And, and here you lovely. are quoting Shakespeare instead. Oh, oh, forgive me for quoting the greatest known writer. It's not even directed at me. <laughs> it's just speaking into the air. No, I was saying lo- it's nice to, for me to seek your love, but if you were to give it to me without my having to seek it, that would be preferable. So actually, it was quite a pointed criticism. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I should go before I just rip you to shreds. That's Reciprocate. Terrible. Miss you, Brian. Cheers, mate. Good to talk to you. You take care. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) So, yes, there you go. Colette was a gem, is a gem, and was uh, very gracious to come and speak to me. It was great. Uh, brightens up the day, doesn't it? It's nice to have a wee chat. So I hope you enjoyed listening to that and uh, I hope that you're doing well and uh, that life is treating you well and you're finding some some peace in the middle of it all. Uh, I was going to say serenity and that reminded me that we lost uh, Jerry Stiller in the last week. Uh, he famously played George Costanza's dad on Seinfeld and he shouted, Serenity now! <laughs> he got, <laughs> he got uh, what was it now? Was it some sort of life coach person or someone who said, or a therapist who said to him, you know, when you're getting angry and you're really losing it, you should say to yourself, serenity now. But he <laughs> he would always scream it at the top of his lungs, serenity now! I love it.
<laughs> still something that Gary and I say to each other often. Uh, he was Ben Stiller's dad as well. He, he would have been a good age. A tremendous comic actor. So funny. Um, and also, it's it, it should be noted that uh, we lost Lynn Shelton in the last few days as well. Um, a well-known director of television and, and movies. Um, independent kind of movies. And the partner of Mark Maron, whose podcast WTF was really the the beginnings of my podcast life and um, gave me, you know, not just generally kind of lessons about being a podcaster, but also the, the format, how to do the format, I definitely took from Mark. So my thoughts are with him and uh, with Lynn's family and stuff. Not that I know them, I'm just, but I'd, I'd listened to his show often and, and I heard him on there talking about it when it was very raw and it was very affecting. So you know, to anybody that's lost lost people in this time, or in general, it's you know, there aren't any words that that make it better. But um, you know, it's it's. I feel like it's we should honour, um, those passings. So um, I hope that that that's not you that you've not been affected by that kind of loss. And and if it is you, then I hope that you can find some peace. Um, and keep coming back and and listen to the show and you know, in those in those little down moments, um. And, and sometimes that can be of some help, I hope. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much for, for being part of the show and listening and coming along for the ride. And remember, there's a whole archive of episodes if you want to listen to other interviews. We've got over 130 episodes in the archive, so get on there and help yourself to those free interviews. And if you are one of those lucky people who has an ongoing salary, um, whose financial situation is, is solid, hasn't been affected too much by the current situation, then consider donating to the podcast to keep it going. You can go to puttingittogethercast.com, that's the main website of the show, puttingittogethercast.com, and look for the yellow donate button that takes you to PayPal, and it's all very self-explanatory. Thank you so much for the people who've donated, and um, we're, we're having subscriptions are going up, and it's really, really great to see that. Um, and it means in the in the years to come, hopefully, I can make this part of my regular income. Um, so you know, you're supporting an artist, and that's really, really appreciated. Um, and if you're one of those people who who can afford to give a couple of quid a month, um, or whatever you would give me if you met me in person, maybe the price of a cup of coffee or whatever, uh, then go on to puttingittogethercast.com. Look for the yellow donate button and take it from there. And if you're not already doing so, you can follow us on social media. It's PitCCPod on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, we're under Putting It Together. And that is about it from me. So stay well, stay safe, keep breathing, keep smiling if you can. And uh, let me know how you're getting on. And I'll speak to you about the same time next week. Cheerio now. <laughs>